Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and I'm joined again, rounding on our Thursday, with... I am Rob from Titanic Minute. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you. Um, we're on Minute 24 today. I love how we start out so somber and then we wind up scream laughing halfway through this thing. Yeah, I, we, we have good intentions of talking about what happens in the minute and then we end up <laughs> telling stories about uh, ways we've harmed our fathers either by uh, ripping up their playboys or laughing at them as they tumble down the stairs. Well, I don't think we've done anything nearly as bad as Fat Bastard has done and not necessarily to his dad, just in general to the public at large. Yeah, Um what do you think came out of his little, uh, I almost said accordion, bagpipes. That's the word. <laughs> his accordion. <laughs> what do you think came out of his bagpipes that knocked him out so quick? Are you thinking like sleeping gas? Are you thinking... I was thinking... Like sarin gas? I was thinking fat bastard farts. Ew, you're probably right. That would kill anyone around. You would think so. He's, he weighs a ton. But like, why would you need your backpipes for that? Why can't you just rip one out in the middle of the room? He gets nervous. He he gets fart shy. Yeah, he gets fart shy. He gets anxious. He can't do it around, you know, ever since uh, he was younger. And he had a, a young lass that he liked spending time with and you know, he uh, he laughed so hard he farted once, and she was insulted by it. And he's never really gotten over that. Listen, um, I hate to break it to him, but like, the fart's bad. But like, we need to address the like dribble going down your mouth first. Yeah, that's a problem. It's there. Do you think he? Okay, here's a question for you. What do you think the last meal Fat Bastard had was? He's still drooling about it. Like, is that? Is that, like, because he's thinking of his meal? Did he eat a lot? Is it something that was messy? Is he trying to pronounce the letter B? And he's, like, getting drool from saying it? Because, you know, like, when you're fat, you can't say the B sound very well. Wait, you can't? I don't know. I always imagine that would be the case. B. <laughs> you can't say B without, like, drooling when you're that big. Interesting. Um. Well, he obviously had, like, a suckling pig. Okay. For his last meal. Uh, like a full pig by himself. You are what you eat. So that's fine. And I realize um, I'm thinking instead of like suckling pig, I'm thinking like Kahlua pig. Okay. Or like uh, if we're going another direction, Pyrenee is wonderful. You know more about pigs than I do. Um, I grew up in the South. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You seem to use that a lot. As an argument, but also like Mark is Puerto Rican and Cuban. Okay. Okay, that So we have a lot of perni and like pork at meals. Okay. So just everybody that I encounter tends to like pork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's also a, the correct reaction to pork, I would argue. You should enjoy it. But but he's not talking about eating pork. Fat bastard's not talking about the the, at least the pork that you and I know. No, this is okay. He ate the baby. Yeah. Like what? Is this what he? And I thought it was like a, a euphemism for something, but then he's like, no, oh, I a baby, the other white mate, and I'm like, what the hell? No. 
why is this is his most famous line, right? I don't. Well, I know his like internal like feelings monologue okay. is like his most famous, but everybody like when you Google "fat bastard," it pretty much talks about that. I ate the baby line or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one I always see. I so he a a he might be talking about women's knees. Okay. <laughs> Either way is a form of cannibalism, and I'm not here for it. No, I. I, is it the official stance of Austin Powers Minute that you are against cannibalism? Just to so we, official, stance. official stance. Okay, so we have that on the record. Um, except in s- instances where you could survive otherwise. Oh, so you would you would like cabin fever style? Okay, so you would um, Donner Party. You would uh, probably. You would eat someone. Probably. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty quick with that. Probably. But as a social construct, like cannibalism is not good. You can get so many like gnarly like health problems and diseases just from eating people. Is that true? Yes. Like what? <laughs> There's like a specific parasitic disease that you can get from eating a human flesh. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Do wild animals get that? Like if I get no, attacked by a lion? Okay. Um <laughs> I'm literally looking this up because I need to remember what it was. Uh, I'm asking a lot of questions here. No, you're fine. And I am here for all the answers. I really like questions in podcast form and also in real life form. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, what was it Siegfried or Roy that got attacked by the tiger? Like, did that tiger. Siegfried, I think. Siegfried. Did that tiger get this disease? Or this virus no, or bacteria or whatever. They're used to like eating other people things. <laughs> people, other things. I don't know if they would get something similar due to eating another tiger. Okay. Uh all right. So it's only cannibals. Okay. All right. All right. I'll Okay, so it's called Kuru. Kuru. Yeah. Um so it's <sighs> It's a very rare disease. It's caused by an infectious protein found in contaminated human brain tissue. Okay. It's found among the people in Papua New Guinea who practice cannibalism. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I've, I stand corrected. I know all about... Uh, I, I just thought it was bad f- to do cannibalism just, you know, in general. <laughs> Well, yes, generally, yes, but if if you're going to do it like um health-wise it's also a negative thing. Okay. Okay. Uh Fat Bastard here. I have I have another question for you. Fat Bastard steals okay. his mojo here. Is mojo is this the Generally my my thought of mojo is more of like Before this movie, I didn't think of mojo and sex as the same thing. Or like, you know, uh, libido, I guess, would be the... Oh. Okay, so you thought of it more of like the... So there's this long... Hold on. In... Dr. Evil describes it as... The libido, the life force, the essence, the right stuff, and the something the French call... I don't know what, so je ne sais quoi, or like whatever. Okay. 
Um, I thought if it was like the je ne sais quoi, like the the being of the person, like your Soul. charisma. Okay. Yeah, I thought of it like that instead of like a tangible thing. Yeah. Before this scene. But to me now, mojo just means semen. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which I think is what Fat Bastard might have on his chin. Oh. Yeah. We need to talk, Fat Bastard. Like, it's fine <laughs> if you swing both ways. That's cool. Or anyway, we don't really know what us what. Or what all the yeah. ways. There's a spectrum of ways. Um, but. Uh, clean up. Yeah, just a uh, little baby wipe, <laughs> something. If you're at a restaurant, like wet wipes are good. So uh, to, to go back to your um your uh, statements yesterday, if you were uh, working or you were at a place <laughs> and you saw someone, would you be like, excuse me, ma'am, uh, you have a little bit of semen uh, on your chin if you could just wipe that up. I'm sure I'd want someone to tell sure. me if that ever happened to me. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I don't know if, if in public I would say those specific words. Maybe like, you got something a little right here. Um, here's a paper towel. You might need to wet it. That's cool. We have a sink right over here. Um, Someone left their mojo all over your face. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, so we need to clean that up. Also, here's a mirror. But, like, I just want to be the person to tell you because clearly your friends aren't good enough friends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you must be friends with that Rob guy. Because <laughs> Rob's going to let you fall down the stairs with <laughs> semen on your face. So, oh, man. Uh, reevaluate your friendship. He came, she went. Whoop, there she goes. Uh. <laughs> Oh, okay. What is this tool that Fat Bastard uses to drill through this? That comes out of his bagpipe. Yes. That sounded really sexual, and I did not mean <laughs> that either. Okay. Yeah, so he literally just like, okay, first off, he said baby, that's what's for dinner. Mm -hmm. No. No, it's not. Why does he talk um, about that? That's the other thing is, honestly, when I watch this minute, I'm like, am I missing a minute? Is there a minute where he transitions no. to the baby talk? No, it's just weird. Like, it came out of nowhere. And I wonder if it's like a, like a weird improv that Mike Myers did. They're like, all right, it's weird. Just keep it. I don't know what else to say before he <laughs> kills everyone with gas. Yeah. Um. So the bagpipe is, in terms of like spy slash Bond style, it's like the ultimate gadget. It's like a distraction. Mm -hmm. It kills people or makes them pass out for lengths of time. And it also has a drill in it. Like, that's dope. Like, that's a good set of bagpipes. Where is he drilling to get the mojo? Um, About penis height. <laughs> the, uh, the, about the height where when you walk into the water, you really notice it. Uh, uh, about <laughs> dick tall. <laughs> uh, we might even, like, be experiencing the taint region. We oh, don't know. Man. Yeah, that's my podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, guys. <laughs> if, if you suck around this long, it's a bumpy ride all the way through. Okay. Um, so are you describing the taste? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the way through. Um, but I like that they do a split screen here between 1969 and 1999. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I totally forgot. I promised you guys a timestamp. Mm -hmm. And actually, while people are passing out, you see on the wall. Yeah. 
the date of this heist. Oh, you're right. Which is May 25th, 1969. And you also get the exact date that Austin Powers was frozen of November 11th, 1969. Or, 67, yeah, right? 1967, yeah. I wrote 69, like a crazy person. So, so that just have the date it happened, or does that have the day's date, too? He, he, he blows his bag. <laughs> yeah, so someone's job. Johnny, someone has a job to be like, you got to go in the cryo-freeze area and you got to update the date every day. It's one of the things we do. You have to update the date because if he comes out, he needs to know what the date is. Why not? (laughs) It's like ripping off the – maybe it's gratifying for the person who's changing the date in every cryo chamber. Because as as I know from the last movie, we have a lot more people who are cryogenically frozen. Like Walt Disney. Um, well, also in this movie, oh, particularly, okay. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is there. Vanilla Ice is there. Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> uh, so is Gary Coleman. Okay. Okay. So someone has to go um, through all those and just like update that date. Yep. But also, Walt Disney's probably somewhere in there. That's what I imagine in real life is there someone who has to update the date in Walt Disney's. <laughs> And like and like whatever the most recent Disney release is, like uh, gotta put that Moana poster up so they know they come out. You gotta think about it. He's like been asleep asleep, I say that loosely, um for so long that like his company acquired Lucasfilms. Yeah. And, or like and Marvel. The acquired that's Europe. You were a mogul before you were cryogenically frozen, and you're like an extra mogul now. That would be an interesting like scenario. Like, if he comes back, does Walt Disney have any claim to Walt Disney? Well, like, don't his kids still run the company or have like ownership of the company? Maybe. I know they have a board. I know they have like a board, like every like major multi million dollar company, multi billion probably. Billion dollar company but um what i'm sure he has like most ownership so that's a movie that disney should make a movie while disney comes back to life yeah that sounds terrifying and he comes back to life and they have to figure out like who owns the company and what kind of rights they give him and you know his old school ideas versus the new ones so to be like listen walt song of the south isn't okay anymore we don't play that anymore Wow, he's going to have to get, like, Clockwork Orange yes. oriented with the world again. I'll have to learn a lot. A lo- like, a, like a lot. Like a lot. I know. Oof. Let's do it. Let's wake him up. <laughs> yes. He'll have to take a minute pee, and then we'll, like, go ahead and tape his eyelids open, and we'll do it. <laughs> so... After after the timestamp or whatever, we're extracting the mojo. You get the split screen. Um, I like that the syringe says full mojo. So it lets Bat Bastard know very, very in clear terms mm-hmm. when he's got the whole mojo. All of it. All the mojo. Um, I am going to beg the question here. Um, do you think that the mojo um, looks like the galaxy like a galaxy in a tube oh it's sort of like an infinity stone <laughs> that he just like ejected out it does it's not it doesn't 
look the way you would think. It does look like the galaxy. It looks like those old uh, those Windows screensavers. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, what if Mojo is the answer of the universe? Like, we that's how we started as Mojo. Oh. Like, so much Mojo, and now every person just has a little less Mojo than their previous mm-hmm. generation. Or, or like, um, that's how you know you're part of, like, the grand design, is that your mojo looks like um, space. Hmm. I, I, I can't get behind these alt-right politics you're talking about, Johnny. Listen, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Don't paint me negatively. <laughs> you said you were from the South. Oh, Where no, are we very, going with this? Grew up very much, like in rural kentucky but my brain was like i need to learn about everybody and everywhere and all the time good good we're, we're all these people are mean we're good then we're good then okay i have a question for you as, okay. as we go to the secret projects room okay they mentioned that they that they did some tests and he doesn't have mojo what were the tests uh, I think he found the calendar that you cut up in your backyard. <laughs> and they just proceeded to put him in a little cubicle with some soothing music and like gave him that calendar taped back together. Oh my god. And he was he was um shooting blanks. How do you Okay, so this made me think of something and I don't know why you would know this, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> okay. Shoot. In the in a twenty eighteen world, how do you like if you go to donate your sperm, they don't like do they just give you some like Chromebook? Like what happens? Like they don't give you magazines <laughs> anymore, right? They just give you some like sterilized Chromebook and they're like, Oh yeah, that's got full internet access. You know <laughs> I'd like to think if I was running a sperm bank, mm-hmm. I would ask you what your preferences were oh, man uh we'd have a, like a little survey i wouldn't it wouldn't be like your name incriminating information that i could send out to everyone and tell them your kinks or anything it would just be like this is room 101 so you would you would be like this is what room you'd be like here's a bunch of categories circle two tags yeah and <laughs> then i'd have like applicable material uh, within reason, of course. Like, I will flag you to the authorities if you tell me something negative. Yes. That's for, writ large, like, everybody's safety. Mm-hmm. But if you're, I, we talked about this in, like, week one. If you're into gigantic ladies, <laughs> like, and I don't mean, like, chubby ladies. I mean, like, people who, like, ladies who are Godzilla-sized ladies. Okay. Because there's, that's a thing. I didn't know that was um, a thing. And redheads. That's a thing. You can combine those two. Yeah, so you have a giant red-headed lady. Okay. If you're into that, I will find you material. Uh, so the sperm bank will have accounts to, like, Pornhub and, like, things like that. It will also have, like, different magazines, depending if you're, like, a print person, <laughs> a print person. or, like, whatever. Like, if you're into print media or if you want, like, digital media, you want, like, so are your Google videos or whatever. Are your Google search results weirder or less weird in this alternate universe johnny or in this podcasting minute by minute universe both okay 
I feel like this podcast just gave me a way to funnel it in a different light. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I'm just curious about all things, so I'm like, you know what? Whatever. There's probably somebody out there Google searching like weirder shit, so I just go ahead and search it. Okay. Okay. Why not? All right. Now I know. But that's how I'd set up my uh, my sperm bank. So if anybody wants to sponsor me so that we can do that, like feel free. I'm here for you <laughs> logistically. Because <laughs> like everybody, it's an all inclusive sperm bank. Um, if you're not hurting anybody to get off, those are my only rules. That's, that seems like those seem like fair rules. But you're gonna need a lot of rooms because you're like, oh, room 101 is for gigantic women plus redheads <laughs> like this is a pretty yeah. big building you're gonna need yeah and then like um 305 is gonna be like i like superheroes but i also really like cooking for some reason <laughs> 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 so like let's figure out how we can combine those yeah it's ant-man whatever i'm gonna do it's ant-man in the whisk oh ew <laughs> that's a great like cooking show porn spinoff and i'm here for it i think what's gonna have to happen is like also setting up this sperm bank i'm gonna have to create like a a production company so that if this does not exist in the venn diagram of things i will make it exist okay okay (laughs) (laughs) so we will produce the ant-man and the whisk we have given away so many million dollar ideas this week hi guess what they're all like copyrighted a uh, copyrighted under my voice mm-hmm. so like you can't take those i'm sorry okay so you can you can uh fund me to create those but <laughs> yeah okay amazing you know you gotta make money in this economy you just gotta hustle and hustle hard yep. that's that's it I, okay, so we figured out. Oh, go ahead. I have one more question. I keep saying okay. that. Um, so you know this more than I do. How long has Austin Powers been unfrozen in 1999? The duration of the first movie. So, how is his mojo gone now? Like, wouldn't his mojo be gone in the first movie? Are are we talking about time travel now? We are. <laughs> Which I guess we should save till tomorrow. Um maybe because Austin has a really hard time with the concept of time travel. Yeah, you should. Um, it's and, a difficult concept. <laughs> and I I we've also talked at length about time crime in the past. Mhm couple weeks. I feel like this whole entire podcast is going to be an underlying way to talk about time travel. <laughs> I think you're right. And it's like, this is like primer, but for us and powers. Um, yeah. So if we, maybe we should save it. Cause okay, let's save it. Let's save it. I, th- I think we might get cross-eyed trying to explain this just yes. like the next minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll save it. I was going to ask you if you could have a time vehicle, what time vehicle would you choose? Like, how would you, I wouldn't say vehicle, I'm saying it in loose terms. Like, Dr. Evil decided to have, like, a brainwash tunnel. I don't know. It looked, like, very, um, gosh, what's the word? Hypnotic. Okay. Like, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. Okay. So, like, that. And then Austin's We'll See Tomorrow, but, like, 
what sort of medium would you choose to time travel? So, like, pardon me, my first thought I went to was, like, a car I've always wanted. Like, everyone always has, like, a car that if you could, if you had, if money was no object, if you could have any car. And mine would be, like, a Porsche 911, a yellow Porsche one. Although I'm supposed to say Porsche, I think. If you actually own it, I think they tell you it's Porsche. But when you... Well, you don't get the bourgeoisie pronunciation until you are an owner. I think so. I think so. I think instead of that, you're just like, it's a Porsche. I don't know. That's the poster I had as a kid. Um, But for just like funny, I own one of these and I think it would be funny to have. And it's always the vehicle I choose when I play Mario Kart. And that is a moped. (laughs) That is a moped. Uh, (laughs) I picture your cheeks like flailing with um, G-forces. You've been on a moped that don't go very fast. No, no, through time. <laughs> oh, through, through time. time. Not okay. not driving generally on the road. <laughs> um, no, I would go to sleep on a moped because they go so slow. They, you know, you go downhill and you can hit 40. I live by an airport and sometimes <laughs> when I drive by the airport, a plane will fly over and I'll pump my fist like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Just, <laughs> and I'll do that just for myself. Or I've had moments where, like, you know, like, on a, on a lane, two bikes, two motorcycles can fit on a lane, right? So there's been times I've been behind an odd number of motorcycles. So let's say there's five motorcycles, and they're two, two, and one. And I'm behind them, and I don't know what to do because I'm really tempted to just pull up next to, like, the fifth guy and be like, hey. Do you know how to do the motorcycle wave? I might have to teach you. The motorcycle wave? No. Yeah, there's a way to uh, there's like a way to a gesture of like, "Hey, how's it going?" What? On a motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. I you'll have to I'll have to that. teach it to you that way you can like do it when you're on your moped. <laughs> because you know they react. The other thing is cuz if you've seen people on Harleys and stuff, they don't wear helmets, but I'm on a moped wearing a helmet. Uh, it depends on the states. Like when I rode on my dad's, like I always had a helmet because I wore my mom's helmet. Okay. But my dad had a helmet he never wore, but it's like, it's like up to state laws and stuff okay. and your discretion if you want to. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I mean, for safety purposes, especially on a moped, please wear a helmet. Yes. Or a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle. <laughs> but like also, I feel less safe on a moped. What? That's crazy. I, I feel like I feel like they're shaky. They're shaky. They're, they're like sketchy vehicles. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you know how when people have those like fears where like maybe your car is old and you get up to a certain like speed and you feel like your car is gonna shake apart. No. Okay. No, I don't know. You've never, like. you've never had that fear. I haven't had okay. that, but I did have a a friend's mom. This is a true story. Uh, growing up, I had a friend of mine, and her his mom would freak out whenever a semi passed her on the highway. <laughs> because most people do. Most people do. She was certain, <laughs> and I and I mean real anxiety. I mean real stress. Like where her son would yeah. have to comfort her while she was driving that she was going to be okay. She was certain that the Air Force's, 
not the air force, but the air <laughs> and the forces of the air underneath the semi were going to quote suck her car in. <laughs> That's not how that works. No, and I would be sitting in the That's in the back seat and she'd be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And her, her son would be like, "It's okay, mom. It's all right. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be all right." And I'm like, "Is this real life?" She's losing her <laughs> mind about suddenly the just. Some wind tunnel being created underneath the semi. We just get sucked underneath it like <laughs> a Christmas vacation. <laughs> so I guess I get irrational driving fears. Okay, so that's how I like picture being on a moped that's going over the speed that it normally goes. Okay, it's just going to shake. Like apart. it's just really sketchy and shaky. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I only ride on motorcycles and not mopeds. Because you want to be safe. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. It's a very twisted way to look at it, but sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. That's all I have on this minute. Okay, well, then we have to figure out what Austin's time travel vehicle is. Yes. Next minute. Maybe it's it's a fly. Maybe it's a moped. (laughs) I really hope not because, like, Past discretions about driving for Austin are not positive, and I feel like on a moped it would be even worse. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out if you're right or wrong okay. for tomorrow. But go ahead and plug yourself up since um, everybody needs to go figure out all of the tangents of your podcasts too. Yes. Uh, you should check uh, me out and two of my friends. We do Titanic Minute, which will be completed by the time this is done. But uh, we go through the movie Titanic Minute by minute. And if you don't like Titanic, it doesn't matter. We don't really talk about it that much. (laughs) Just occasionally. Just from time to time. (laughs) All right. We'll definitely come back. We'll figure out what that vehicle is. And, um, you know, bust right into some time travel again. (laughs) (laughs) But don't forget, stay groovy. 